All right, we're good. Uh, so we've had a week break, so you may not remember where you were. Uh, what has just happened is you spent a long time arguing with a with Malady at the guardhouse. You do not know what will come of that yet, but you presume you will find out fairly shortly. You then discover you then went and got a meeting with the Heart's Shadow, which is the Thieves Guild in Kulain not Kulain, oh my god. <laughs> in um No uh Yes, that Kulain is from a different game where I typically say the word Thieves Guild more often. <laughs> in Vrymore, the Thieves Guild is the Heart's Shadow. You met with an individual who gave you a link to a job, which is actually given to you by one of the attendees of the party, the showcase that you guarded that things got stolen from who potentially also was going to steal something, a tabaxi named Tangle. She has given you a new job to retrieve just a small crystal chest full of seeds from a cave off the coast of Benvalor. She has advised that you head there around 5 p.m. today when the tides will be low, as there's sort of a weird tide situation there. So you had some time, so some of you went out and got drunk. Some of you invented bleach for hair. <laughs> And some of you climbed on roofs and watched things. And in fact, Dust does not appear to have like returned, or maybe she did, but she's gone again. You assume she'll meet you for the actual thing that you have to do, but you have, you know, a morning, a little, little bit of time in the morning here to do whatever you want to do in this city while you wait. Do you do anything? Let's see. Are there any well-known sites in this town? Well, it's it's a huge shipping port town. There is a... There's some beautiful koi ponds and like exotic fish markets and things like that. It depends on what you want. If you want something a little more artsy, you might go to um, these exotic sort of aquarium sort of things. Not exactly aquariums. It's much more of like a, a garden, a public garden that you can wander around. But the thing that you go to see is the fish in the various ponds. If you're looking for something a little more earthy, you might go and, you know, like find you might go to their famous fish market down by the docks where there's all kinds of things happening there. Things come in through, there's also, you know, just imports. So there's huge shopping opportunities if you want. This is primarily a trade town. There's not necessarily the most beautiful or impressive architecture. That's not really what Brymore in general is known for. And there's not art museums or that sort of thing. There's sort of, it's, Kind of fish oriented, but it's really shipping oriented. All right. And if you guys want to go and stroll around some shops, maybe head by the fish markets. Sure. <clears throat> Should make a good lunch. Yeah. And I bet their alchemists here know interesting things. Yeah. I suppose if there's nothing else to do. Okay. You guys go and you wander around. Um, everyone, roll me a d20. Just a straight d20. Yeah. Just tell me to roll. Not bad. Twenty. Ooh. <laughs> Fourteen. 12. Also 12. Okay, all above 10. Uh, so, Euterpe and Theo. Uh, Theo, you discover... Oh, real quick, before we get any further into this, I always forget to do this. Let's go around and say our names and our characters, guys! Starting with Rose. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm playing Euterpe, who is the High Elf Bard. I'm Kelsey. I am playing Fantas, who is our Tiefling Druid. 
I'm Jane. I play Theo, who is a human investigator, which is a rogue alchemist mix. I'm Alex. I play Aaron, who is a Triton fighter. I'm Liz. I DM. I also sort dice at the start of every session. <laughs> um, so, so Theo, you're 12. You're looking for potions. Yeah, and... or, or new ingredients that I haven't seen before, just any interest in alchemy stuff. Um, so you, you managed to find this kind of like... What you do is actually, as you're walking along, you find people hauling... You walk along these docks, and it doesn't smell fantastic. But, you know, it is sort of interesting to see all this activity and see all these people moving and cursing and, you know, drink. there's people drinking at nine in the morning, things like that. Um, and you you see people hauling off these these giant barrels of fish, and you notice that sort of stuck on the edge and, like, these... These nets are coming in, and on these nets, there's like these some kind of mollusk-like thing has become attached, and it looks like they're just trying to shake it off the nets. So you you go over and you just casually take some because it might be interesting. So you have some kind of weird mollusk for free. Awesome. Because it and you notice part of the thing that you notice is that it's glowing slightly. That's interesting. Um, Does an alchemy investigation do anything? Does an alchemy check do anything? You can roll investigation. <laughs> That's a cool glowy mollusk. It's kind of glowy and mollusky. Mm-hmm. It's so glowy. Yeah. Um, you therapy. What are you looking for? Probably just anything pretty. Okay. You. You don't find yours at the docks. You actually find your things sort of on the way down. You're walking past these market stalls through these sort of winding back streets because you wouldn't take the main way. Everything there is overpriced tourist crap. Obviously. So you find your way winding through these sort of back alleys and you happen across a... You happen across a sort of small fabric seller who's got a few a few bolts of... Not expensive, but very sort of good quality linen. And you notice there's this one linen that's almost pearlescent in a way. Um, And you see it and you think, you know, like a bolt of this could make a really cool shirt. It could also potentially make a shirt for someone who lost a shirt recently. It might go really (laughs) well with that person's hair. Oh. Well, he did give me the bracelet, so... (laughs) Might as well get it. <laughs> okay, so that's gonna. I'm just gonna say, um, roll me a persuasion check real quick. Seventeen. Yeah, you get it for three gold. Cool. Because you want to actually buy things, whereas I can have Theo just find things. <laughs> uh, next highest is a seventeen. Fourteen. Fourteen. What are you looking for? Um, I'm looking for souvenirs and or trinkets that are like kind of you know unique. Like, just, like, a cool thing to bring as a gift um, back to someone, you know. Um, <laughs> but, like, not something tacky or cheap. I mean, not, not, like, expensive, but just not tacky. Yeah, so you're fine. You're avoiding most of the tacky places because Uterapy has specific tastes and she led you specific places. And you, you're, while Uterapy is haggling with this fabric seller, you're sort of examining various stalls nearby, and you find a small, it's like an abalone ring that looks like maybe it's sort of cultivated, grown abalone. You know what really good abalone looks like. 
Um, and this is not quite that quality, but it's got, what it has is there's a design in it that you would never see anywhere near Rungut as it is deep under the ocean. And it's a design, it's a surprisingly detailed for such a small ring design of a dragon in flight. And the ring itself sort of curls around and has a tail wrapping up. And it's just not the kind of imagery that you would see in Rungut or many other places in the world, maybe in Kivan, which is the, a dragonborn nation. But it's, it's quite delicate and it's quite beautiful. I go attempt to purchase it. Roll me a persuasion check. Not great. <laughs> uh, ten. Uh, you can also get it for three gold. Okay. That's, yeah, that's fine. I do that. And then what are you looking for, Vantis? Partially, like, some spices are in- interesting ingredients for drinks, but mm-hmm. also to see if there happens to be any, like, Chadal jewelry stores or anything that seems to be dealing in, like, antique jewelry or something that I might be able to get a bit of info about. So you roll a nat 20, so I will give you both of those. So what you do is you don't spot any Shadowlight jewelry stores as you walk along. Uh, what you do, you get to the fish market. And when you get to the fish market, what you find is this, um, there's a specific kind of, the fish itself doesn't, is it very interesting and doesn't taste very good. And it's sort of, it's sort of, uh, it's actually kind of poisonous, but the egg which is a, a Rymore specialty, particularly a Benvalor specialty, this, um, this fish row, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something about, there's actually, you get into a conversation with, it, it's quite large, the egg, for how small the fish is. It's a weird ratio. There's something odd, that's sort of magical about the fish slightly. They speak of like, oh, there's some slight magical contamination near where these sort of tend to live, and therefore you get this weird growth pattern. And you get into a conversation with someone about how you can actually take these roe and sort of soak them in kinds of alcohol, including beer and things like that, and get essentially little bubbles of certain alcohol flavors. Huh, interesting. That seems worth experimenting with. So you get that, and I think, um, roll me a quick persuasion check, which you will have advantage on. Persuasion check with advantage, that is my friend. That is a 22. Okay. With a 22, you get a, I'm going to say a one pound sack of them for about, for gold. Okay. How long do I have before these go bad? You, as long as they're kept cold or, you know, like not really, as long as they're not kept hot. If they're kept hot, they will burst, Mm -hmm. but they're, they're packaged in... They're not actually in a bag. They're like in a bag in a box. So they're sort of set and there's like a way to keep it cool. You know, there's places to put ice if you want to. And those will probably last like that two weeks. Okay. So that's enough time for you to, if you wanted to, ship it back to Asset. Yeah. Um, so if there's a post office, I'll stop by there. Yeah. There's, um, there's a shipping office. That you can go for negligible amounts of money, you can send that back. And while you're looking there, there's actually a sort of beachside, uh, there's like a pier that you guys find where there's like games for you to play and stuff like that. We're not actually going to play that out because I didn't think this out beforehand. (laughs) Um, I didn't know what you guys were going to do. 
So there's like a, a pier where some of you get distracted. You see there is a, there's a stand run by a half high elf that does appear to have, there's not, it's not similar in quality. What you, the bracelet that will not leave you is actually made of quite nice material. This is made out of much worse metal in general, um, but the designs are quite similar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wander over to the stall. I'm looking along a couple of the items. Some uh, nice wares you've got here. I'm coming up with a voice. Let me give you a second. Um, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I, uh, I do try and make it, you know, best I can. I'm very proud of it, obviously. Oh, it's your own craftsmanship? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's a family tradition. Oh, um, is there any special meaning to the designs, or is it just aesthetic? Well, this, uh, these ones are based off of things that my, uh, my grandmother, I think, had. Huh. Well, you know, I've actually got a piece myself, uh, sort of similar. I was wondering, could you tell me anything about it? I put my wrist out. Yeah, I'm gonna roll a thing for this guy. Oh, no. He looks at it, and he looks it over, and he says, I mean, I've seen similar work. My grandmother came from one of the border towns. She was near uh, the border between Shadal and Vrymore, and I've seen, this is, that's where I take most of my inspiration from. I'll be honest, I don't really know what it means, specifically. I don't know what any of, but if you're looking for uh, people who might know, border between Shadal and Vrymore, they still keep, this sort of design a lot. All right, I might wander up that way. Thanks for the tip. No and, problem. Yeah, so I just wander on from there. Okay. Uh, so, as you guys are wandering along this boardwalk, this pier, and uh, you're playing a game, I think what you're doing is you're trying, you're playing egg and spoon race. You're trying to balance it. Uh, you got like a free entry. <laughs> a bedraggled looking servant comes running up to you and you recognize this person. This is one of, uh, uh, Gareth Kessler's servants that he keeps with him. And so this bedraggled looking human runs up and goes, Oh my god, I'm so glad I found you. I've been looking everywhere for you. What's wrong? Oh, um, uh, he's got some, some noble guest from here who's asking questions and he thought maybe you might be able to answer something about what happened in Penser and you guys know more about that than he does. And he's something about impressing her and making sure that she doesn't, um, to keep her business. Okay. Yeah. I tried to dust myself off. <laughs> yeah. I can make us sound impressive. Sure. I don't mind tagging along. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, back the up come on. Yep. <laughs> Leads the way. We follow him. Uh so look you know, this this is someone who looks like they've been running around looking for you guys for a while. Oh. It is now like mid morning. So you get led up the hill, uh, up back to the sort of hilltop mansion of Gareth Kessler, and uh, you have brief moments to sort of pull yourselves together from the steep walk. Benveler does have some pretty steep hills um, before you are led into a parlor where there are there's a you know a couple chairs and couches to sit. There's a nice uh, mahogany. Why are there always silence? <laughs> There's a nice mahogany uh, coffee table with a tea set set out and, you know, like, 
tea has been drunk and poured and it looks like this is a conversation that's been going on for quite some time and you do see sitting uh, on one couch facing this um, coffee table is your sort of the man you are indebted to at the moment through some odd circumstance Gareth Kessler a rich human merchant who is sitting and, and having a conversation he looks a little he's very much in a salesman mode he's definitely deferring to this person and he's definitely seems to be um carrying on sort of some kind of sale and how is the sale going roll insight 19 uh he seems decently pleased it seems like maybe the sale excuse me 17 sorry that's fine it seems like maybe the sale isn't completely dependent on what you guys say here uh in fact sitting across from him with a decently sized stack of books next to her that looks like maybe what she's bought today um, is a quite tall, broad-shouldered, but very thin half-high elf with a sort of golden tan skin and dark brown hair that's swept up into a high bun with little decoration pins in it, but not a ton, wearing um, what looks like a long a long uh, dark red skirt and a button-up shirt. Very sort of proper and but quite tall with the uh, little pointed ears that mark her as not fully elven. And she looks in as you guys come enter into the room and Gareth stands up and says, uh, um, well, pump Gareth, Gareth's voice. Think of Gareth's voice. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so good to see you all. I, sorry to interrupt your, your, I don't know what you were doing. Oh, we were just out seeing the town. Um, but I, my uh, dear friend here, uh, Lady Naji, uh, has been asking about um, what happened in Penser recently. She's a, a student. Well, and she steps in and says, I wouldn't call myself a student anymore, although I do constantly study. I'm doing too many voices that sound exactly like one another. God damn it. <laughs> Let's wait for the sirens to pass. <laughs> this is the voice with lots of sirens, and that's the voice with fewer sirens. <laughs> it's, these, the sirens are impressive. <laughs> How long Great they go sound on. Yeah. I am, of course, always still studying. I understand various things happened with the... Creatures of the elemental plane of fire were said to have been spotted in Penser. Oh, more than spotted. They were everywhere. Yeah, we had to fight a few ourselves. Could you tell me about them? I could draw a picture of them if you want. Oh, yes. Excellent. I draw a picture of one of the fire newts. Okay. It looks suspiciously like the girl who turned into a fire newt. <laughs> the one that you... Okay, yeah. She looks over and she says, oh, yes, yes, fire newts. Um, anything else? Uh, these little imp things? They were like fire imps, weren't there? Yeah, they when they exploded. died, they exploded. Magmans, also not, not uncommon. Anything else? I look at Aaron. I... <laughs> What's your interest? I study the elemental plane of fire. I've studied it for most of my life now, and I I have a very avid interest in it. I want to roll inside. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't inside check, uh, so I'm just going to say there was something else we saw 
But we're forbidden to speak of it. Yes. It's confidential. I I don't understand these people and their secrets, but they seem very intent on keeping them. So I would rather not break that trust. By order of the guard, we're forbidden to speak of it. I'm sure you understand. Yes, I, I do. Um, what was your inside roll, by the way? 22. Yeah, she does... Did 15. You? Okay. Um, her interest is very much genuine, and there is something in particular. She's been... She seems to have come looking for information about, to the point of... You know, like the stories of Magnons, which are what you saw, the stories of Fire Newts are probably pretty common, but you bet there's another rumor going around that she seems to have come specifically to Gareth Kessler, who was in Penser at the time, to try and get a confirmation of. So, um, if you don't mind me asking, is there something in particular you wanted to know about? I had heard stories of... Things of draconic nature being around. Wyverns, perhaps? We didn't see any wyverns. Nope. Nothing quite like that. I'm not much of a liar. She might see on my face that I, like, lit up the side okay. of the uh, Roll me a deception roll real quick. Oh, yeah, my 11. face definitely changed when she mentioned dragons. <laughs> There's been certain rumors going around, and she is talking, I think... I think she's focusing on Theo, actually. <laughs> There's been certain rumors going around of certain creatures that... I went to a university in one of the Shadowlite cities to study the elemental plane of fire, and I know quite a deal about it, possibly more than almost anyone else in the world. I've dedicated most of my life to studying, and she is, by the way... She's about, she looks to be mid-30s, which means that in human years, which means that she's probably 50, 60, around there, 70 maybe for a half-elf. Um, so she's, you know, when she says most of her life, it's, it's a significant amount of time. Maybe she could help. Well, have you spoken to the guard about your, your knowledge? The guard, I adore my father, but he... His title does not... His title holds some respect, and our title does hold some respect, but he has a bit of a reputation. The guard isn't likely to listen to someone with my last name. Explain further. (laughs) Have I heard of him? Uh, sure. Roll, Roll history. 24. Uh, so the Naji family is a mid-level nobility in Benvalor, not particularly important in Vrymor as a whole. They control certain important fishing ground. Because of that, they have not needed to... They are not the most... um, Nobles in Vrymor often make their money off of trade or mercantile wares, things like that. So typically they're actually quite sharp and intelligent and very focused and that sort of stuff. This family you would know in particular, the Naji family is known for being quite absent-minded and for having, uh, uh, locking themselves away in libraries. (laughs) I'm torn. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, carry on. I'm not saying anything aloud. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a particular guardsman that we've worked with who, um, 
would likely be happy to work with you regardless of your name. Um, uh, their name is... Nassim. Um, we worked with them uh, back in uh, Penser, and they might uh, be a better bet to talk to than us. Um, as we, whatever information we might have, we gained in a way that broke the guards' trust, and it would be unwise of us to uh, break it again, even if it could help. That's very respectable of you. She looks a little crestfallen. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't help. But if you go to if you go back to Penser and you uh, seek out Guardsman Nassim, I'm sure they would be happy to help you. Especially if you're willing to offer your expertise to help him figure out what might have happened. Or... I'm afraid I don't have time to travel to Penser myself. It's unfortunate, but I have obligations that keep me here. Mm. Perhaps you could convey information for me if I were to show you my notes and you could speak in... If you are forbidden to speak of it, perhaps we could speak in hypotheticals. I don't understand. <laughs> I do. It will depend on what it is. Why so don't you... Started. <laughs> Why don't you follow me back to my estate and I will show you my research and... Perhaps be able to direct you another way. There is a... I am a foremost scholar on the elemental plane of fire. So you've said. And I would desperately like some more information on a particular type of creature. First hand is better than anything else, and I've not been able to acquire any on it. Well, um, no harm in coming along, I guess. Follow me, then. And she does, uh, very excitedly, she sort of stands. She's been sitting this whole time. She does pick up with ease this stack of, like, five or six, like, expensive-looking books that appear to be what she's purchased. Um, and she goes to gather her things as well. And Gareth is going to pull, I think, Vantis aside real quick and be like, um, uh, just, just to be aware of various things, the Naji family is a very good customer of mine, and I would vastly prefer it if I maintained that connection. We won't do anything to harm it. I can't promise we'll talk about what we've said we won't. We'd do that for any client, of course. But we'll go along, and we won't, and if we need to leave, we'll do so in a way that won't offend her and won't jeopardize your job. Just be careful about it. Um, there are those in your party who do not quite understand the finer points of tact. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to nudge him about it. Alright. I trust you. Okay. Um, and uh, at that point, uh, Lady Naji does return and sort of, she's, she's very tall. She's like 5'11". Uh, she's wearing slight heels, so she might be shorter than that normally, but she is like very tall, broad-shouldered, very thin. It's sort of an odd combination of, like, a broad human physique and this willowy elf. Don't know if it's going to be relevant, but how attractive is she? <laughs> she's not unattractive. She's clearly not very concerned about her physical appearance as much. Everything she's wearing is sort of in an older style. 
Um, her hair is sort of up just to keep it out of the way. She wears, she actually does wear these glasses that almost mimic the effect of a Chatelite mask, as uh, Shadal's elves all wear masks of, for various reasons. It's a cultural thing. I believe the right response here is, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave the room, by the way? She stepped out of the room briefly, yeah. Okay, got it. Um, then I guess to say, her family isn't actually, it's not like there's some big, terrible thing they did. They're just kind of absent-minded. They're just kind of, you know, bookworms, which I isn't think... great for a merchant family, but... Rhymor or Shadal, I mean, I assume, given... Benzor. So here, okay. Not totally irredeemable. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not the best business sense, but, you know, there's no reason to believe that she would be, that she would do bad things. Okay. Good to know. Uh, so she does uh, step back into the room and say, well, are you coming? This yeah, way. After you. Yes. You notice, by the way, that she travels with no servants. There's no one escorting her. She is carrying this large stack of books by herself and walking quite quickly with long legs. <laughs> I kind of have to to keep up. Would you like a hand with those books? Oh, I've, I've, thank you, but I, I do, I can handle my own purchases, thank you. Mm-hmm. When we're on the way, I'm just going to, at various points with both of these guys, try to lag just a little bit and um, <laughs> be like, well, Both of which guys? You what? two. Uh, sorry, okay. not Theo. Because uh, um, Theo is but... quiet and generally polite. I'm not terribly worried about you. I'm just going to tell, I just want to tell you that, hey, heads up, um, our boss said to make sure to be polite and not annoy this lady because she's a really important customer. Just passing it on. Of course. Yeah. And then with you. So, uh, just make sure to be nice to this lady, okay? I'll do my best. By that I mean, don't offend her. Like, if you've got to not... Before you say something, just think about what... (laughs) (laughs) Think a bit about whether it might um, hurt our boss's chances of keeping her uh, custom. I'll be fine. I can be very charming when I want to be. Okay. <laughs> Plus eight to persuasion. <laughs> and it's more like we've yet to see this in action. I have higher charisma than any of you. Yeah. It's more than I know Theo was insightful enough to guarantee no that, like, get the dynamics going on in that room. But yeah. I don't feel the need to tug Theo aside. Fine, I'll keep all my snide comments about Chadal to myself. Yeah, that would be the worry. (laughs) I'll do it! (laughs) Um, So you guys walk about 15 minutes uh, uphill as you are led further up into what appears to be a very wealthy neighborhood. Um, Once again, as you get sort of further up, rather than actually having more sprawling mansions, you hit sort of a point where things return to being sort of townhouse style, but they clearly have the best views in the entire city. And you are led to a fairly sizable townhouse that is decorated in a very, a very interesting combination of sort of Rymore architecture and 
for those of you who've been to Shadal, I don't know how many of you have. Not Aaron. Not has Aaron. Not, not Theo. Not not Vantis. Oh uh, no, I have definitely not. I mean, we established that I haven't. So. All right, so none of you have been to Shadal. Uh, so the you what you would note is that the paint scheme is a little is significantly different from everything else around it. However, the architecture is quite similar, and it's a solid sort of townhouse, and you're led in through this uh, literally golden gate through a nice little garden where there, there do appear to be several gardeners tending to various flowers of different types, and they do sort of give a little bow as she walks by and greet her, and she sort of nods and appears very focused. She's not being necessarily rude because she thinks they're beneath her, but mostly because she is very, very focused on doing this one thing. And so you were led into a sort of grand foyer um, and up the stairs immediately up into a library. Uh, as you are sort of passing along these stairs, you do get a glance into what looks to be a reading room with a wonderful view that she does. She says, uh, you can, just a moment, she does duck in there very quickly and speaks briefly and quietly to a very old human man who's sitting in a chair, reading a book, with a, a book of notes next to him, it looks like. And she sort of tucks a blanket a little tighter around him and explains something briefly and leaves some books next to him on the table, the books that she bought. And then she continues back out to lead you further into the library, um, where it is possibly the biggest room in this house, you would bet. <laughs> There's uh, ladders on every wall that can zoom along so you can climb up high and grab any book you want. Everything appears to be meticulously organized. You also note that, like, there's not servants in here cleaning or anything. It looks like this is an area that she probably takes care of mostly herself. She sort of bypasses a lot of the books and goes to sort of a little nook in the window with, like, a, a window with a beautiful view, and she does pluck out several notebooks. At this point... Uh, roll perception, you guys. Not good. Seven. Seven. Hey. Twenty. Twenty-three. Okay. Then, Vantus and Theo, you both notice there's a small sort of corkboard that she's pinned various things to, and there is a half-hidden, half-visible drawing there that you both spot. And it's not anything like the real thing. It's not anything like the thing that you saw, but it does appear to be a dragon made of flame. Almost as if someone had heard of the idea, but not actually seen it or gotten any description. The card did explicitly swear us against telling about this, right? They did say, um, the, Nassim did say not to like spread it, not to go telling everyone, basically. Okay. Um, and that it was, it was, but I think particularly the thing that was going to be kept a secret was Vimok's destruction of it during the night, as they kept, you know, they didn't want, they didn't want a lot of people to know, and you were basically told to keep it a secret. Okay, so... Okay, so um, we're keeping that a secret, but, like, do I feel like I have given my word not to talk about the fire garden? I'm, I'm a little. Jane doesn't remember. <laughs> okay. A little. Like, it, it, it was unclear... You might be able to get away with telling a member of, no of the nobility. You could also speak in hypotheticals. You could also not tell her anything. You mm -hmm. might feel like you've given your word that you wouldn't say anything. That's, it was unclear. That's totally up to how Theo interprets things. Okay. So, yeah, we could also interpret it that we just were told to be discreet about it, mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily 
don't talk no matter what. Yeah, okay. it really depends. So she's plucked out notebooks and appears to be flipping through a couple of them. And two of your party have noticed nothing. <laughs> I think this so is a really books. cool library. Oh, it's a gorgeous library. I'm into library. the library. Yeah, so many books. Wow. More books than you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I had a library yeah. like this. Let's What's the romance section like? So I don't react. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a nat 20. I just did a little deception check to see Mm -hmm. if I jumped when I saw the drawing. I nat 20 that. I didn't move. I definitely do a double take when I see. I visibly do a double take. (laughs) I possibly stop in my tracks with a seven deception. (laughs) (laughs) Um... She's flipping through, but she does appear to notice that something's caught your eye, and it looks like after a moment of, like, Putting, she turns to put one book down and seems to like glance around to see what it could be. That's an interesting picture you've got there. Which one? I've got many. I pulled down the one with the fire dragon. Okay, you have to move several things aside in order to get at the whole of it. And it does appear to be quite a sizable drawing. And again, now as all your attention is drawn to it, well, every, the whole party's attention, it is distinctly identifiable as a dragon made of flame. It looks nothing like the creature that you saw. It is very clear she has never seen one of these in person. Tell us more about this. <laughs> it's not a confirmed creature from the elemental plane of fire. It's almost like someone's taken a dragon and twisted its nature, made it into something else. It's not something that's common. It's only been spotted a very few times in a very few places. I remember distinctly the very first time one was spotted. When was it? Almost over a century ago now. A small city in Shadal. What do you know about Shadal? Not much. Less than I'd like. Not very much. Well, the key thing to this story relates to Shadal's relationship to its patron, an Ifrit, an ancient Ifrit, as old as the na- older than the nation itself. Now, every settlement in Shadal, and they are fairly spread out after all, because there's a vast desert that it does encompass. Every settlement, no matter how large or how small, has a flame of their patron in it, a flame lit by her. They keep it, they pray to it, they... It takes every position that a god would, essentially. It... Praying to the flame has been known to save people. It's been known to, in massive sandstorms approaching, a fire will... a wall of fire will burn around, forming this wall of glass that protects them from the worst effects of the sandstorm. Likewise, when a city or a settlement displeases her, the fire has been known to spread and destroy everything it touches. There's always reasons for these, always been... You can trace back what they did to earn her aid or her ire. Except in a few cases, and this is one of them. There was a small city, and one day, with seemingly no provocation, over a century ago, dragon made of flame burst from the patron's flame. It wreaked havoc for a short amount of time. The guards scattered and fled. The people hid until 
one brave person managed to destroy it. How do you destroy a fire dragon? He climbed a water tower. <laughs> and no, who was no this person? Has... His name goes mostly unrecorded. I'm just dying. Hmm. And no one has any idea what would have provoked it? I know shadow lights aren't always the most forthright, so perhaps someone did do something. There might have been a reason for it, but there was no purpose in the attack. It wandered until its attention was drawn. It didn't appear to have a clear path. It did have no clear purpose. It just went. And then it was almost like it couldn't... The reports say, the first-hand reports that I've managed to gather say, it was almost like it couldn't hold its form together under the weight of the water. Well, if I were trying to imagine what a dragon made of fire might look like, I might draw it something like this. I'd make a drawing of the dragon that we saw without the background <laughs> and hand it over to her. She takes it eagerly and looks it over and seems to actually begins like, she she compliments you on your, your sketch work and she appears to, she's looking at it very, very closely and examining it. And I can imagine that sort of dragon might wander around pretty indecisively if it didn't see anybody. My area of expertise is the elemental plane of fire. However, I have been trying for over a year now to procure a particular book on dragons to see if anything like this has ever been spotted before. I've not previously had reason to push too hard for it as the last time any report of this was over 60 years ago. They're not common. There's only been one or two spotted and always within the boundaries of Shadal, always bursting from a patron's flame. And did the other occurrences come with other attackers from the plane of fire? Or was it just the dragon bursting from the flame? There's only, there was the first one where it burst through on its own. There was a second one in a larger city where fairly quickly salamanders followed through and urged it back through. And was there any prompting for that second one, or was it as mysterious as the first? As far as any record seems to hold it, they have no idea the reason for these attacks. There's been no purpose behind these things. It is almost as though they are escaping. Hmm. I believe the exact terms that they used uh, bound us to discretion, not to entire secrecy. Would you say that's fair? I didn't promise to hide it exactly, just discretion. So, I take, it you, <laughs> I take it you don't plan to go um, hire a town crier to go through the streets about this? I typically find that this sort of information is best given to those who can do something with it, not to those who it would merely scare. Insight 19. She means that, and there's some sort of particular weight to that. There's something about that that it's almost like she's repeating something that's been told to her. Okay. 
like a a rote. Right, we're talking about it. I think we're talking about it. Yeah. I, I smile charmingly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. just like, well, since it seems like well, we're talking about our, I think we can talk about our own experience, but not what in the yes, same. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. That's fair. We, Theo's drawing here is an accurate sketch. We found our way into the palace at Penser after the attacks, and we saw this creature stalking around the ballroom. But it wasn't just destroying things. It, it was just kind of walking around, and then it laid down. It did lie down, right? It, yeah. Well, it settled. Down. Yeah, sorry, it settled. But it wasn't just, like, running around rampaging. Yeah, it seemed calm. We don't think it noticed us. Um, well, we were hiding. We were not making ourselves easy targets, obviously. Yeah, and obviously we didn't want to draw its attention, so... That could have been quite deadly for you, yes. um, Dipped down, left. Yes, there's not... These things have been known to be deadly. I don't believe there's a single encounter with one that has not left at least one dead. Well, yeah, we saw it probably um, a few hours after the attack started. But we weren't in the palace before then, so... We don't, we don't know what happened. When Earth arrived, the Did, ballroom had obviously been evacuated by the time. Did they only ever spring from the, the sacred flames? Which at all? Every known experience of it has that I have found and has been within the borders of Shadal coming from the patron's flame. And do people ever move the patron's flame? No. The patron's flame, once lit, stays in the same area it always has. When a new settlement is founded, the first thing they build is a place for it. And then they call to the patron and she lights it. These are not, this is not a flame that's been passed around. Each one is distinct and new, a new Hmm. part of her. Do you have any idea what might have happened in Penser? I think to say anything with any definity. I will need access to this book. No! Oh. Stop for a second. I have to free up storage space again. (laughs) Alright, let's do it. Start recording again. I don't remember what we were talking about. Um, I'd asked if the flames are ever moved, and you talked about how they found new settlements with the flames coming down. And she was saying she needed the book? Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, if this is a matter... If you believe that this is a matter that's important enough, would you be willing to assist me in acquiring this book? Where's it at? There's a loose sort of college in Benvalor. Nothing particularly founded specifically. It's mainly held in different people's townhouses. Therefore, the libraries are split apart in various places. My father studied there. I did not. And therefore, I am not allowed access to it. However, I am allowed access. I am. I can get people into a meeting at a professor's house, and after that, perhaps you could. I can tell you the th- obstacles you'd have to get past and the book you'd have to find. Yeah, we could. I could help with that. We, we could help with that. I'd return it as soon as I was done with it. It's, they're just being stubborn and political. Your father can't get it for you? 
after I was allowed to study at a, at a university in Shadal as opposed to the college here, he fell out of favor with them. So they're not letting you have the book? I've been trying for two years or more. Not very hard, because it hasn't been necessary. However, this seems like an important thing. Don't you agree? Why can't you just explain that to them? They don't like me very much. Well, if they'll let us borrow the book, I'll borrow the book for you. But I'm not, I'm not comfortable stealing the book for you. I would return it as soon as I was done with it. They're just being petty. Can I insert that? Oh, yeah. 21. Er, yeah, 21. 13. Uh, so Vance is, you get that she really wants this book, and it seems like the reason she's telling you and that she thinks it could be important, it could even be life and death, are true. Okay. Um, but she does kind of want you to steal it for her. <laughs> is there um, a way to talk them into giving us the book? That seems like a better approach. If you think you can do that, I welcome you to try. You know, if we need to, um, if these things are going to break through again, we could be saving lives if we steal it. I mean, I'm, I'd prefer to talk them into giving it, but I'd be up for um, borrowing it without their permission, if necessary. It would be returned, and I would even confess the crime to the guard when I gave them my notes. I need the book. Just how important is this? It's a rare tome on dragons. The information in it, it's very old, and the information in it I can't find anywhere else. I've found nothing to indicate that dragons are found on any other plane of existence or have ever, or are capable of traveling to other planes of existence. Hmm. So is this just an academic interest? These are dragons that appear to be coming from the elemental plane of fire. I don't know if they're... I don't know how they happen. This book might lend me some clues. And I guess it might help you find out a way to stop things like what just happened to Penser. Or find out where they're getting these creatures, or find out a way to, a, a way to dispel them if they're magic, or what would be the best thing to fight them. So what okay. are... What are we telling? I assume we can't set up a meeting by telling the professors we're there to steal their book. But we could ask if we could borrow it. Yeah, so that's, that would be my preferred method, but it sounds like she doesn't think that will work. So I'm Well, I doubt. Aren't they not allowing you to have it because you're not a student there? But we're not students there either, so they probably wouldn't give it to us either. You know a lot. Maybe you could. Impress them enough to get them to let you in as a visiting researcher. They don't have anything against you. Yes. Um, I think I would like to not do this alone. I'd, I'd rather I, have help. If we're doing the the talking route, I'm happy to come along. I'm also can be scholarly and yeah. very charming. <laughs> maybe maybe we could go together. Talking? I can I can certainly be scholarly. Like. I can speak for you if that's your concern. Y'all can have insight if you want. <laughs> I don't do oh, that. I'm gonna eat candy. Theo's an honest kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Theo just kind of looks actively scared as opposed to just, I don't really want to be alone. Okay, I'm gonna try to figure out what's worrying him. What's up with your baby brother? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Making jokes. Uh, so insight, that's a modified 20. Nice. Um, as, yeah, like as soon as you guys mentioned Theo trying to, trying to infiltrate this place alone, he was like, whoa, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, he has a specific reason why he thinks that would go badly. I don't know exactly what a 20 gets you on insight. Tell me what exactly his reason is. Um, no, yeah. Yeah. You also get that he sort of instantly takes his hands off of, I, he'd been sort of, you know, like, he'd had this, the thing that he'd drawn and he sort of had his hand resting on like a notebook and writing and things like that. And he sort of instantly takes it off and seems to be avoiding the, the writing and his hands are sort of uh, clutching them each other and he's fidgeting. Well, of course you shouldn't go in alone if you don't feel comfortable doing that. Thanks. Um, I think, yeah, that's a good plan that you and Euterpe should go in um, and Vectus and I can hang around as backup. Yeah, we could. That sounds good. We could also, um, yeah, I guess we might want to have, if they toss you guys out, a set of faces that they haven't seen yet. Yeah, true. Um, not that they're going to toss you out, it's going to go totally fine. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand your backup plan exactly, but <laughs> yeah. yes, I'm, I'm happy to accompany you um, and do any talking. Sounds good. I can certainly look like a student. I'm good at doing that. I mean, you are based not a student at any particular school, as far as I know, but you are a scholar of sorts. Yes. Uh, I'm happy to be your your spokesperson. Cool. Okay, so, so this is a plan. Oh, where's Benvalor, by the way? Is that a city? It is a city. Um, okay. It is a city in Vrymor along the coast. Sort Got of like here somewhere. Like a direct line from, I think, Asset to the coast, basically. Got yeah. it. Okay. So we should... Can you set up a meeting? Uh, tell them we are visiting scholars who wish to discuss borrowing a book. <laughs> yes. Would an hour from now work? Absolutely. How about half an hour? How about right now? I could walk you over. Absolutely. Wonderful. Let's do that. Sounds good. You said they didn't like you? No, they don't. I won't be going in with okay. you. I, I do prestidigitation just all, all over me and Theo make us Thank look you. all, you know, cleaned up, polished, very, Excellent. very professional. Um, she asks if you would like to have borrow her maid to do your hair, you therapy. And she oh, seems, absolutely. The fact that it's like down and loose, she seems a little disapproving of. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> to make you look a little more scholarly. So her maid comes in and does your hair up in a... Not as exactly a similar style to hers, but it's like pulled up high in a ponytail to keep it out of the way. Your hair is short, but she, the maid also sort of gels it back to give you guys sort of that like, I stare at books a lot and I can't have my hair in the way kind of look. <laughs> cool. It's not as much, doesn't have as much hair, but I suppose for the meeting. It's practical. Yes, I suppose for the meeting. All right. Mostly I'm just trying to clean us up and make us look like we haven't been running Aiken's food races. Are you sure you wouldn't like information on the things that you'll have to get past in case you have to steal it? Oh, oh, oh we would very much oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so there's three there's uh, three levels of security. First, you have to get into the townhouse to get a meeting with the professor. The professor who happens to house this book is named uh, Clifford Yuri, uh, Lord Clifford Yuri. And would he be called Lord Yuri or Professor Yuri? He favors the term Professor Yuri. Is he likes to stand on his professional things, 
these minor nobility. Now, after that, there are guards in front of the library itself that you would either have to distract or sneak past. Knocking them out would announce your presence a bit more, but you could also do that. After that, you will need either a professor's or a student's. They have these, um, these small stones that you can press into the lock that will have it open for them. That would be, if you're going to sneak in a thing, you'd have to acquire either beforehand or off of a student or uh, off of the professor himself if you were to sneak through and find his. After that, you'll be in the library. And the book you're looking for is, it'll be very, very old. Um, how big is this book? It's only about, and she, you know, sort of gestures, it's not a very... Okay, so it would, fit, it would fit in my uh, messenger bag. And about yeah. how thick? Two or so inches. Okay. And what is the title, since we are going to attempt the legitimate approach? Um, it is simply called, uh, the, the common title of it is um, A Treatise on Ancient Dragons. Uh, and it's simply by uh, a fellow named, it's simply by someone named Carrion. Hey, Theo, since you're an alchemist, maybe you could say you're interested in dragon fire? Sure. Or we explain that we've been traveling and have come across something that makes us... I, I don't understand what you're suggesting, man. Well, I'm just saying, you know, Theo, I'm sure you find you would be interested to learn about Dragonfire, right? Yeah, definitely. See? That's not why... I, I don't understand. That's not why we're getting the book. They might press us on the details of the dragon we saw, and then we would have to either lie or... You could talk about the black dragon. Where's the black dragon? Remember the... The, the black, black dragon wormling. Oh, yeah. We we tried. Tried. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. We killed. Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally yeah. not coming back. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that works. Oh, God. It's going to be like an ancient dragon by the time we get back to it. Well, ancient will <laughs> take a Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe an adult it'll dragon It'll be an adult dragon with a, with a grudge that it's held. Mm, it'll mm. be a special dragon. Oh, good stuff. Cool. Oh, okay. Cool. That works. Yeah, you're an alchemist, you saw a black dragon do some cool things, yeah. and you wanted to learn a little bit more about him. I still... To be specific, real, <laughs> just very quickly, this is an ancient, very special book you're trying to get a hold of. Not a common okay. guide to dragons. I mean, would it be kept in a special place? It is locked up in a high-ranking professor's library. Again, I feel like we should just... And guarded. Actively guarded. I don't understand why you want to lie to these people. I guess you could also go with the... um, We've heard it might have insights into the attack on Penser approach. Um, We were in Penser during the attack, and we saw things that make us believe that this book would be useful. But isn't the... So, which tack are we taking here? Are we t- trying to take the tack that Theo is a student, is is a, is looking to be a guest student or, like, guest researcher at the uh, university and uh, gain access to the book that way, because only students can gain access to the books? Or are we making a plea for the book without going the Theo needs to be a student route? I mean, I think we make Theo as... We- you know, pose Theo as a visiting scholar who should get this book as a visiting scholar, which he is. Um, but then we should explain why we want this particular book. Sounds good to me. Okay. Anyways, I have no use for your ridiculous stories about wanting to know more about Black Dragon Wormlings. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
I assume you've tried other, you've read other books about dragons. Every other could, book I could find. Could you give me a handful of titles, and then I can say that we've tried those books and they didn't have. Let me give you a list. Thanks. And she she does very quickly jot down a list for you. Okay. And hand, hand it, it to you, Derpy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you have multiple of these books, so we're. Yes, I have them here. I have a whole section on dragons, not as large as my section on most other things, but they've been of no use. They simply talk of the various earthly dragons that I have no interest in. Let's just do this. Okay. Okay. So she leads you over and manages... She does actually talk to... She leads you over only about five minutes. Um, This person lives quite close to her estate, and she does actually give you, you need an introduction to get in, so she is introducing you to the guard at the gate, and she has a a letter that she's given you so that you can get in, but she does not, she's not going to go in with you. Are you all going in together, or are you just sending in Theo and your therapy? I think Um, the plan was just us, so they don't recognize you guys. Yeah, yeah. and we Mm -hmm. hang around the corner as backup. Um, or, or at some location that we can meet up at later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the is there like a cavern nearby or something we can sit in? I mean, like you could in? wait at her house. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, we'll wait at the house then. Okay, okay, so we'll do two scenes then so that you guys get something to do. Um, so we're going to start with the two of you. In You head in and you were immediately led into uh, a similar sort of looking parlor. Uh, this one's a little dustier. It's a little mustier. Um, this Everything in it is very old and it doesn't look like it's necessarily been it's a little bit shabby um and after about two minutes of waiting there with maids bringing out things like tea a very old uh looks like 60 years old at least human male wearing uh sort of dark robes does come out and sort of yes hi there are you professor yuri Yes, that that would be my name. I put on my best manners. Um, <laughs> my name is Theo. I don't hesitate. My name is Theo Worthington, and I'm here with Euterpe. Do you have a full name that I know? <laughs> uh, it would take all day to say <laughs> it. Let's go with Euterpe. We're visiting scholars here, and we're interested in one of the books you had. What do you study? Well, we're, we're really interested in dragons. We're adventurers uh, with very intellectual interests. Uh, there are various creatures that we come across in our travels that we'd like to study in more depth. In addition, of course, we have many other intellectual interests. Uh, he is quite the prodigious alchemist, and I myself study uh, various arcane matters. Only a persuasion check. I'm gonna use the bracelet. Mm-hmm. That went on. Yeah, it doesn't count if it. <laughs> Slightly better. Oh it's still a 15. I can give you insight. Uh, no, you can't, because she already rolled it. It's That's still a 15. Well, are you adventurers or are you scholars? Which is it? Both. Both. I have no interest in both. They tend to damage things. He certainly wouldn't damage anything in your library while you're while we're here. I am very good at taking care and not not harming anything around myself. What book are you looking for? We're looking for a treatise on ancient dragons by Carrion. We've tried a few other books and they didn't have what we were looking for. Roll me another persuasion check. Let's see how this goes. Oh, that's good. 
19. Okay, so he he seems to take you a little more seriously. You, he seems, because you were the, you said scholar, Theo. You terapy said adventurer. <laughs> he does, seems to have no love for adventurers. That's valid. And so he turns to you, Theo, and seems to look you up and down and accept the idea that you are a scholar. You terapy, he looks at and thinks adventurer with derision. <laughs> I will allow you to look through the book. However, it will not leave the premises. Okay. Only we have iPhones. Like, <laughs> take a picture of each page. <laughs> okay, that seems like a perfectly reasonable compromise. Be careful what you touch, he says, looking at you, Terapy. Very <laughs> careful. You will be supervised, obviously. Okay. I would expect no less. And you will clean your hands before entering. I do and trust your digitation. <laughs> and so he, he leads you up the stairs at a very slow pace, and he. At, he, he, there's like a station next to the guards where you can put on, there are sort of gloves and he does give you both a pair of gloves to okay. wear. Um, you step past these guards and do see him uh, it looks like he has it on a ring, this stone, and he sort of presses it into the little lock on this door, which then does spring open. You suspect this door does not open otherwise, and leads you into a, it's significantly smaller than the library you were just in. Quick question. Did it look like it was a magic stone lock yes. combination? Okay. It looked arcane in nature. Um, and he leads you into, it's a smaller place, but ev- and everything in here is, again, mustier, dustier. Most of these books look probably ancient. There's a heavy preservation magic layered throughout the entire room. This is really an incredible place, honestly, although it does smell kind of like old books in that book rot kind of way. (laughs) And he heads over to a sort of corner. You notice also that there there are windows in this room. However, the curtains appeared to be like nailed shut so that light cannot come in. And there he activates sort of a magical light as he comes in. Um, And there's not, there appears to be only one door or there was a second door. It also has been nailed shut. He plucks a small, decently thick, uh, old book off the shelf. And it's not very impressive in its nature. It doesn't, it looks like a field notebook, essentially, of notes that someone took. It doesn't look like something that was ever printed or published. It looks like an artifact. Um, And he hands it off to Theo. And then he takes a seat and watches you. (laughs) I assume we are welcome to take a sense of notes. Yes. Thank you. However, I have a limited amount of time I can be in here with you. Okay. Um, so, here, you, you can read it. I've got a pretty good memory. I can try to put as much of it as I can to memory. Okay, and that'll be I... faster than notes. Okay. Are you sure you don't want one of us writing things down? Uh, I mean, you can take notes, too. Okay, I'll, I'll read it, uh, I guess. It'll be fast. It talking out loud takes time. Uh, it'll be faster to just take notes. I, I can't. I can't read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't have time to discuss this now. I'm gonna 
we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I'm gonna flip through and try to find things that would... Real quick, roll me just a quick stealth roll for that to see if he heard that. <laughs> I was definitely trying to say it quietly and I failed. Can't you inspire yourself? Ridley. I think that's actually pretty in character. <laughs> um, so actually, I mean, I could inspire myself because he would be trying really hard to make the um, scholar next door not notice. Um, not next door in the same yeah, the scholar, room like, like right three feet from notice. you guys. Um, my stealth is not good enough. No, it's not worth, it's not worth the inspiration. I've got an ache. He definitely heard, and he does in fact stand up and say, um, You can be a scholar without reading. Ask me anything. I'm really, I'm smart. I know lots of things. I've studied my whole life. It's just the I thing. doubt you will get anything from that book in this amount of time if you cannot read. She can. I can. I would prefer me. her not be the one handling it. I'll hold it then. I'll flip the pages. Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> oh no! Too late! Um, that's a seven. I guess we're stealing He book. takes the book out of Euterpe's hands and says, Perhaps the two of you had better leave. Seriously, ask him anything. I don't know the conditions under which he cannot read, but I can assure you that he is quite academic. He opens minded. the page of the book and you see that it is in fact handwritten in a confusing scrawl, and it is written in uh, Draconic. Mm. Which well, does I Theo speak? I think Theo. He does not speak. Draconic. Theo does not speak yeah. draconic. Well, I can't read that. <laughs> so we're still in the okay. I had assumed, with you asking after a specific book, you would have known what language it was written in. Busted. Let's just leave. I'm sorry to trouble you. He escorts you out in silence and you head back to the Naji townhouse. So, Theo, I feel like we need to have a... Front of everybody? <laughs> no, like as oh, we're walking okay. back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you can't read? I tried, I tried for years and years and years and I had very expensive tutors my father is happy to remind me of and I just can't do it. I don't know if I'm some kind of idiot or what, but it just, like, the, the letters just don't make sense and they move and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't do it. Can I roll some sort of check to see if this is something I'm, I've heard of? <laughs> roll medicine? Oh, that's bad. That's wisdom based. Yeah. <laughs> Minus one is a four. <laughs> no. You, who, you've never heard of anyone having trouble you know people who don't like to read but that's different yeah this is clearly different well i can't say i'm familiar but obviously i believe you um and trust me i would read if i could yes i i understand that um in my experience when someone tells you 
you should be doing something that you're wrong for not doing something that they think is normal and you can't or don't want to do. They're the ones who are wrong. It's nice of you to try, but everyone can read. Everyone who tries can. Lots of people can't read, not though many people haven't been taught. People here lie. I don't. I probably couldn't if I tried, not that I have any desire to try. But I want to. Well, if, if you would like help, I could attempt to teach you, but it seems like you've been down that path before. I could try to teach you in the Elvish alphabet, if that would somehow fix the problem. Sure, I, I would give that a try. But you're, you're obviously brilliant. I don't think not reading stops you from being brilliant. Thanks. And I imagine neither of us could read Draconic, and that seemed to be the issue there. I really should have... Bards can learn spells to get around that sort of thing, but I don't happen to know them. I think I can make a spell for that. Oh, well, that would have been a potion for that. <laughs> that would have been nice to know earlier, since we're in a bit of a stew now. Yeah, I, I've heard I've heard of a potion that can make people understand different languages. I don't make it because, but uh, I guess it's too late now. Yeah, it would have been nice to have that earlier. Yeah. But next time. I guess she figured if we were stealing it for her. Yeah, I don't. Or if you could get it out of the place, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess we need to try to borrow it now. Well, apparently this plan's... I don't get how full... I don't know. I'm sure they'll come up with some plan that I'll hate. (laughs) We'll go through with it. Okay. Uh, meanwhile... Can, can you not tell anyone, by the way? Sure. Thanks. And if you need me to read things for you... Thank you. I'm very good at reading. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> you made me hair dye so I can continue a grudge, so same to you. <laughs> he was beaming. I just met somebody who knows I can't read and doesn't immediately think I'm an idiot. (laughs) Okay, so we get back to the, um, to Lady Nadi's place. Yeah, meanwhile, while you guys were having that whole moment, um, I think you two stayed in the library, uh, Vantis and Aaron, just kind of, because it is kind of a really cool place, um, and what you do find is, like, uh, while Lady Nadi, whose first name you have not yet learned, did, was escorting them, uh, only five minutes away, after about, you know, like five minutes of her being gone, uh, a very old human male starts wandering into the library to put book back. Uh, hello, sir. Oh, yes, hello. Good to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sir, we haven't met before. Um, we, uh... Oh, good. I was concerned. <laughs> uh, no, we've been uh, speaking to Lady Naji. We, we were told to wait here for her. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Sanrian. She did say she was bringing people through. Is she your daughter? Yes, yes. Well, it's nice to meet you then, uh, Lord Naji. Yes, uh, you may call me as I look up his name again. <laughs> you can call me Lord Rowland, everyone does. Lord Rowland, well, it's nice to meet you. I'm Fantis, Fantis Constance. Nice to meet you, Miss Constance. And I'm Aaron. Nice to meet you, Miss Aaron. Thank you. 
Nice and he does too. he does extend hand to shake with each of you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll shake it. So, um, I hear you're a scholar. Yes, yes, yes. I, I study um many things, but mainly at the moment, uh arcane sigils, they're very fascinating. I can't cast anything myself, but hmm. from a purely theoretical standpoint, fascinating. What are arcane sigils? Well, it's a way to take magic and these ancient spells and sort of impermanently embed them into some kind of symbol that can then only evoke that type of magic. Huh, interesting. Now, the, the process of binding is strange, and the interesting thing is that no one needs to, no two cultures seem to use the same symbols or process for it. So from a theoretical standpoint, I don't understand how it works, so I'm trying to in my old age. That sounds like it's interesting admirable. work. Yes. Fascinating. I've published many books over... This is my portion of the life. And he shows you a section. There's like a shelf that does seem to have all books published by uh, Lord Rowland Naji. <laughs> I glanced at some of the titles. Roll me investigation. Oh boy, that's not my favorite. Uh, 19. Oh. Okay. That was a net 20. <laughs> uh, so most of them seem to be very thick academic tomes. Uh, there's a good number on history. It seems to be like he seems to be a historian and sort of a cultural analysis sort of person. There is a much slimmer thing that looks to be an easier read that is distinct from the rest of it that appears to be a, um, it's a guide to half-elven development. Hmm. <laughs> you wrote a book about his daughter growing up, didn't he? Um, <laughs> um, so I slip off my bracelet. By the way, um, since it sounds like it's a bit of magical items type research, I've come across this uh, magical bracelet. Have you ever seen anything like it? Uh, he will take a look at it. Eventually, somebody will roll. Up <laughs> oh, I know. I have. I have one enjoy. person in the world who does. Who is established and automatically, if this person's. <laughs> You know, like, we'll know what it is, but it's not someone you'd think to ask. That did not land. There we go. Oh, he looks at... It's the young child in the bar. That's <laughs> her, clearly. Yeah. He looks at it and he says, there's... And he actually, like, like, he fishes out a monocle, actually, <laughs> and peers at it at, on your wrist, and he's... Do you take it off, actually? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, I so he looks at it and he says, these gems contain some kind of innate magic. The... Carvings themselves do appear to put something on it different. They, I can't, I'm not good at sensing magic myself, but there seems to be two different effects happening here. One of them makes it follow me around like a puppy dog. I doubt that would be in the gems. They tend to not be good receptacles for that. Huh. So that's in the metal, then. Interesting. And the gems do something else? Yes, certainly. Huh. I look at it somewhat apprehensively. <laughs> um, and if he's done with it, I take it back and tuck it in a pocket. Yeah. I can pretend. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, taking a look at it. Thank you for showing it to me. I've forgotten your name. <laughs> uh, Vantis. Miss Vantis, yes, yes, and... Aaron. Yes, Miss Aaron, of course. And he picks up another, uh, he sort of shuffles over to uh, a desk 
sort of near uh, Lady Nagy's and picks up a fresh notebook and shuffles quietly out. <laughs> Good to meet you. <laughs> yes. I go to, um, I take a loose, like, blank piece of paper from someplace, mm-hmm. fold it into a little paper airplane, and then use prestidigitation to <laughs> sort of flitter it around. All right, cool. <laughs> Uh, I think after, you know, like, then, uh, Lady Naji returns, and do you, either of you want to talk to her, or do you want to skip ahead to when Euterpe and Theo get back? Um, I just try to be generally, like, helpful to her. Yeah, she seems pretty, she's not actually doing anything, she's pacing around the room, waiting, and every time there's, like, the slightest sound of something, she, like, jumps and runs through the door, and there's nothing, and she goes back to pacing, and she jumps and... (laughs) I'm gonna also try to distract her with, so bracelet! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she looks at it and she says, Oh, yes, that's, um, an old satellite thing. I'm not... I didn't... I study the plane of fire more than I study Shadal, but something to do with bonds, I think. Yeah, it follows me. Yes, that would make sense then. So, something to do with bonds. Who the heck would have left something like this on the bar? Well, I'll figure it out someday. It goes back in the pocket. Mm-hmm. It's in timeout right now. Okay. <laughs> How long before it lines up back on your wrist? Uh, that's up to you. I think it's generally like when it's been long enough that I've stopped thinking about it mm-hmm. and focus on something else. Mm-hmm. I just, I then when my attention next goes to it, it's on my wrist. Mm-hmm. So probably it's rarely gone for more than five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so jump ahead to Euterpe and Theo actually returning. As you are led in, uh, Lady Naji does rush over and say, Do you have it? We were allowed to look at it. It would have been convenient if you had told us it was in Draconic, so we could have made preparations. I thought it would be obvious that it was in Draconic. I mean, it's a treatise on... It's someone who's dedicated their life to... St- I'm sorry, I did not think of that. Well, we were given permission to to read it, but not to take it away. And (sighs) neither of us can read Draconic. Unfortunately, we could have prepared spells if we had known, but... I'm sorry, I just assumed that people would know. And she seems actually very agitated at this, and she, like, stalks back to her desk and begins uh, sorting through papers again. Well, um, I don't know much about magic, but wouldn't you have had to wait until tomorrow to prepare any spells anyway? Yeah. Yeah, I I can only make a few potions per day. Well, there's one thing about today that might be good. Um, Some of my magic, my tiefling magic, it comes and goes on different days. And today... I'm pretty sure I could hold a person's attention for about an hour, make them really friendly to me. And um, since I can shapeshift, I could get over the gates pretty easily. And then um, either sweet talk somebody who has that ring or a guard. I can't do both, just one. Uh, If we need to draw guards away and you can get me within earshot, I can be very distracting. (laughs) Okay, that might work. I, I guess my abilities might be best used sweet-talking somebody with a ring. I can't, like, I can just keep them distracted so you can sneak past. Yeah. Uh, Lady Naji does step forward and say, I could 
point you at a student who might be able to be convinced to lend you a ring. Sure, that would be great. Yeah, and possibly we could ask the student to uh, get my friend and I in the gates, or friends plural. I don't um, know how much use I'll be here unless you need me to, like, knock people out or something. No way so it's, we need to get in, we need to get past the guards, and then we need the ring? Those, those are the those three? Those are the three. Yep. So I can... How many guards? Because I can only distract one person at a time. There were two. Mm. However, you may be able to, depending on how charming you are, get a ring from someone without needing a spell. Right, if we could get the student to let us in, or just take... Or we could get a student really drunk. That's true. Or (laughs) I could seduce a student. (laughs) Use those bard skills. (laughs) (laughs) I bring up very badly for me today. I need to redeem myself. Bard's gonna bard. I could seduce a student. (laughs) Uh, So does the student you were thinking of pointing us towards like girls... I mean, I'm sure I could pick one. I don't know my students' particular tastes. It's never been a concern. Uh, fair enough. That makes sense. Um, but I'm... I could guess. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for Gator. <laughs> so are we going with the I seduce a student and then you charm one card while I distract the other? Quite possibly. How are we getting... Alternatively, Aaron could potentially just talk to a guard and... Well, I have an actual feat that lets me, if I'm playing, distract one person so they make all perception checks with disadvantage. It's the the metagame version of what I am suggesting. I'm thinking if we need a second guard to be distracted, then... Because you've actually got a decent persuasion and you're actually, like, good at talking to, to guards... I've got decent intimidation. My persuasion <laughs> is not great. I think we use charm person and Vantis convinces one of the guards cool. to let her through while sure. I just distract the other so they don't realize what's going on. I think right. How yeah. are we get? Do I also seduce... Can I get an introduction from the student, Lady and Audrey? Would that be a way to get in or do we need another approach to that? You may need another approach to that or you could sneak in. Um, were there any I other? can tell you when he takes his tea. Oh. I'm great. actually decently stealthy, and you can turn into like a spider or something. Just, uh, mm-hmm. and I think we only need the two of us in there, and that might work better since he already knows who I am. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I should appear again. Yeah, I'll just try to be stealthy. I can give Although, you my goggles if you wear them. It might make you in my disguise no. you a little bit. <laughs> um, no, they clash. Although with my I would, I would point out a particular. Pl- flaw in the plan might be that if you do get in and fail to distract this guard or fail to get, if you're leaving it up to chance, you might need someone who can knock someone out quickly. Which I can do. That's but true. You I think we can probably get in. Um, I, can, I think I can sneak. There's I, also the option of the two of you who have not been seen getting some kind of introduction and the one of you who has sneaking in. Okay. Yeah. We could probably make some sort of innocuous distraction, maybe, when we're at the gates that would let you slide by. I don't know. I could pretend to be sick or something. We could get into a little argument or something. Yeah, we could pretend to, like, get into a fight. I don't think... If we get into a full fight, we might get kicked out. 
don't understand your strange tactics, but well, go for it. Okay, I don't buy that you're you're you don't understand our tactics because you're really good at drawing attention. You love getting attention. Yes, but not by pretending to do something. Have you not heard of acting? I feel like you've heard of acting. Acting, but there's a difference. We're putting on a show. We're acting in order to draw attention. There's no theater outside. I. (sighs) I'm gonna draw one day. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, am I charming the student then? I thought I was seducing the student. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> okay. I need to redeem myself. <laughs> so you're seducing the student. Vantis and I need to get in somehow? Is that what's happening? Or you two need to get in, but I need I need to be there as well in case it goes south and I need to be able to knock people out? I think so. Okay. Is there something that anyone can give me that will make me more stealthy because I'm not a stealthy person? I can inspire you once we're there. Yeah, the blessings of the trickster would depend on your trickster cleric being here. Who is not. Out of curiosity, Theo, is there anything you could give to someone that would make them, like, feel unwell? Not necessarily hurt them, just... Not today. Okay. I mean, I could try to throw something together quickly, but it wouldn't be a recipe that I've tested. Yeah, and we don't want to accidentally knock off a student. <sighs> Let's go for it. So, Lady Naji, <laughs> point me towards one of your students. Um, she points you towards a student named Rose Tull. <laughs> <laughs> now this is going to be weird. <laughs> I just randomly generated a name, my dude. I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, um, so this is a student who appears to be, um, human girl, like, 25, 27-ish, uh, who apparently also has a great interest in the elemental plane of fire and just the elemental planes in general and is studying that in particular. I'm, just to speed this along, just gonna have you roll a a persuasion check. (laughs) Ooh, that's good. 27. Yeah, she, what do you, like, what's your pitch to try and get this ring from this girl? So probably just start by, like, chatting her up to sort of gauge what she's interested in, you know, pretty overt flirtation, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then just be like, so, we should follow up on this later, but I, I do have a small favor, if you'd be so obliged. The whole thing, we're not playing this out, we're just doing this. (laughs) And just be like, and ask her for, uh. I'm I'm a visiting scholar, obviously. Um, I don't seem to be able to have access to any of the libraries, and I hear you might have a, a ring that would let me, or stone, let me gain access. I don't suppose I could just borrow it for, you know, an hour or two. She seems happy enough to give you, she doesn't, she... It seems like she's not very good at reading people, and she's, uh, she, no, people doesn't, don't really flirt with her that much, is what you're getting, so she seems, like, pretty happy to give you the ring, basically, and just as long as she gets it back in an hour, um, and as long as, and, you know, like, she says, you know, it, all the students get identical rings, so it can't be traced to her. Thank you. We'll follow up on this later. And she, you take the ring, and you go, and then you guys, what are you doing to get in? Going up, we, oh, I know what we, we should look like really, a really harried pair of, like, 
messengers for something with something valuable mm-hmm. and going back and forth like no i told you they were just up the street and you wouldn't listen to me we took three wrong turns mm-hmm. and now do you know how much shit we're gonna be in when we get back okay yeah that works <laughs> <laughs> okay like are so, we playing out the argument right now or oh, that's are you just roll me deception roll me deception acting like all of the harried that's an 11 that's close enough that I have to roll. Oh. Yeah, no. Yeah, they... It seems like there's a very sympathetic guard at the front gate who says, uh, you know, like, oh, we've got a map of the neighborhood inside if you want to, you know, just take a peek. It can get pretty twisty up here. Everything's cool. sort of old. Oh, yeah. The guard Thank is you so distracted. Much. Can I try to stealth them? Yeah, sure. Roll stealth. Okay. Don't... Don't screw me up. guys. <laughs> That's not terrible. That's a 15. Um, you managed to sort of scramble in and tuck yourself behind a curtain. Great. As you're led, as these two are sort of led further into the house and left alone with the map. It looks like the professor is actually out for tea today. Very good. Okay. So we're going to head up. So you charm one, I distract the other. That was mm-hmm. our plan, right? Yeah. I, yeah. And I hand you the stone. I do need to give it back to her, of course, but... I could also go Mastiff and just distract them that way. If there's only a huge dog in there. Then we get Aaron to go in while we distract them? Oh, I could try distracting Wolf with a Mastiff running around. Yes, but I wanted to distract them. Okay, so then I'll Mastiff. Rose, I want you really quick, because this has been a question I had, and I thought maybe you had a plan for it, and I don't know if you do. Rose... How are you going to justify suddenly playing your instrument here? Do I need to justify it? This is absolutely what you therapy would do. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's not what you therapy would do. I'm saying there's a flaw in your plan, which is that you can be very distracting, but if you just walk up in this house you're not supposed to be in where they've seen you already playing your fiddle, you're very distracting. I don't know what you think the next step is. <laughs> Run. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm actually running into this. I'm gonna say, wait here. I'll see if I get one or both of them. Okay. If Master if you get both, I can also just use the stone and go in and take the books. We'll send Aaron in because Aaron hasn't yeah, gotten to yeah. do anything. That works yeah. too. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go Mastiff. Okay. Um, I, I do describe to you where the book is. Okay. Yes. Where to find it? And then I'm going to head in front of them and just sort of start. I like race into the room, skid around a corner, mm-hmm. like. Barking and yapping mm-hmm. like I'm chasing something. Mm-hmm. I stop to sniff at like the most precarious vase or antique that I can find mm-hmm. and look like I'm about to knock it over. Just sort of sniff. Oh, sniff definitely back. at least one guard steps over and is like, "What is no good, good, good dog?" I start skidding. I start skidding down the hallway just a little bit, also sniffing okay. at other antique items. Roll me performance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that's a thirteen. Okay. Okay, um, so one of the guards comes running after you. The other one does for sure stay. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna be ridiculous and use my feet that I haven't gotten to use this whole game and just pull out my fiddle. This whole game, we're seven <laughs> sessions in. I've had this in session one and I have not used it yet. <laughs> um, and I'm just gonna pull out my fiddle and start playing, and then I'll just bowl. 
after. Okay. Roll me performance. It's performance <laughs> contested with their insight. Is... Okay. Did you give oh, me? No! <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, karma. Oh, karma. They rolled a mod 20, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I rolled a nat 1, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so this guard just sort of looks at you and crosses her arms and goes, I remember you. You should leave. I don't necessarily... He doesn't take kindly to people, particularly adventurers, trying to take his stuff. Well, I guess while her focus is on her, mm-hmm. um, can I have, like... Like, while that whole thing was happening, can I, like, sneak up behind her and, like, knock her out? Will be stealth? <laughs> I'm not good at that. Can I have given her inspiration? No! <laughs> oh, God, I will manage. Oh, that's worse. How is that worse? Um, uh, that's four. Roll initiative. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess that's happening. <laughs> Six. Oh, wait, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, no, six. Okay, uh, the guard moves first, so the guard's gonna turn around as she hears you sneaking up behind her and is gonna go in for, like, a. she's gonna pull her short sword and go in for an attack on you. Okay. Uh, that's okay. That's, a like, a nine to hit. Doesn't hit. Okay, it's your go, because she doesn't want to attack. All right, I'm, I'm attacking non-lethally. I just want to, like, knock her out. Okay, if, yeah. If possible. Uh, that's, uh, 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, nine points of damage. Uh, yeah, she's still up. She's not looking great, though. Um, Are you gonna action surge? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm just <laughs> trying to get this done quickly. Nat 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, roll damage, but I don't, I think... Um, that's, uh, 20. Uh, no, no, sorry, I didn't add the plus four before, so that's whatever that I rolled before, plus four, and then 24. Yeah, yeah, she, this time, you know, like, your first hit, you do hit, and it's, like, sizable, but she's obviously still up and going, and then the second one, you're just like, well, you fucked this up enough, we can't do this. You, like, just bash her on the side of the head, and she just crumples against the wall. Okay. Did you give me the... Yeah, the, sorry, yeah sorry, I sorry. put the ring in the... Where yeah, it unlocks. There's no alarm that goes off. <laughs> yeah, so I go in, uh, the, I look for the book. Is it where Theo described to yeah, me? Yeah, real quick, roll me a quick investigation check. Okay. Oh, boy. Eleven. Yeah, you find it. It's exactly where Theo said it would be. Okay, I grab it and run. Okay. I think we're all running at this point. <laughs> uh, so I guess real quick, roll me... Athletics checks? Yeah. Athletics? Yeah. You Running is not acrobatics, Rose. <laughs> you 17. Cart- you cartwheeled, actually. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. Three. I'm... <laughs> um, 17. So, yeah. 17. And uh, roll it for me real quick. Yeah, I guess I'm. my plan was probably just to take some time to, like, lead him outdoors and then book it out the gates. Yeah, I think actually um, then you're fine, because I don't think okay. he can catch a dog. Yeah, I've, I've got a 40-foot move, move speed. Yeah, so, um, Aaron, you grab the book, bolt, and go, uh, and you're out the door. However, the guard that let you in spots you running and goes, Hey, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and is completely prepared for Euterpe, who comes running after, is like actually standing and actually like bear hugs and tackles Euterpe to the ground. Oh no. Uh, I shove the book. I don't want to get into a fight and cup. Uh, bad. How many people are around? Like, is uh, this like super visible, no, like crowded area? There's like, uh, hmm, there's no one on the street at the moment. Okay. Um. In that case, I shove the book in my bag mm-hmm. and I guess attack the guard. Okay. Roll <laughs> initiative. <laughs> I mean, what else can I do? I'm not good at acting, like, persuading or deception. I mean, you could also just say Euterpe gets arrested and we don't deal with it. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Considering our relationship so far, yeah, I think... (laughs) I'm... I'm... I feel like the book is the mission at the moment, so I'm gonna bring the book to uh, Sanrian, and then we'll deal with... uh, Euterpe's... Apparently charming. You Turby keeps saying you Turby is charming. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not though. No, no. My we'll figure it out later. I'm not the master. I'm not good at the figuring out plans part of this. I'm gonna take the book to our boss, and then we'll figure out how to get you Turby out of jail later. I'm probably about, no. <laughs> I'm probably about a round away. Still mastiff shaped. Mm-hmm. So, um. So, so I full dash uh, instead of attacking. Oh, yeah, I full dash to. You're gone. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah, you got this. I would, They're distracted by the high elf and the mastiff. I, what are you doing? Um, I'll I guess roll into initiative. It sounds I, like you're I have a spell um, I can burn that might help. <laughs> They're not wearing metal armor. No, uh, phantasmal force. If because it's one oh, person who's currently lying on top of you. Yes. Yeah. If I can, <laughs> if I can think of something more. Uh, can I just ha- try to cast Phantasmal Force to, uh... Well, if you're entering initiative, roll initiative. Okay. I guess, I mean, I have to do something, right? Yeah, I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have a good initiative roll. Oh, let's see, what's my... As I burn one of my two second level slots before... Six. <laughs> okay, uh, you I'm at it. 20. Yeah, go. Do. Yeah, I'm gonna cast Phantasmal Force to make it look like a part of the house is on fire. Okay, yeah, saving throw? Intelligence. Wisdom? Intelligence. Okay, my DC is 14. Uh, well, they were nearly no rolled a nat 20, but then the D4 I rolled to figure out what their modifier was. Kicked it over to a 2. <laughs> so part so. of the house does look on fire. Let me look up the exact text of Phantasmal Force. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, there's... I'm going to roll a D20. If it's 10 or below, the guard will run to deal with the fire. If it's higher than 10, the guard stays keeping hold of the person that they think set the fire. Okay. Wait, you set a fire? No. (laughs) Well, kind of. He set a fire in his mind. Yes. (laughs) It's an 11. (laughs) (laughs) This is just not your day. I'm very good at seduction. <laughs> Maybe you should try to seduce them. Uh, Honestly, it might yeah. be my best bet at this point. They're going to use their action to grapple you and like keep you held to the ground and yell for help. That's one round. It's your turn again, then it's going to be their turn again, then it's going to be Vantus's turn, because Vantus is bolting, I believe, here. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... 
I guess I try to go for the charming approach. <laughs> That's all I have. I mean, you could try and break the grapple. I have a negative strength modifier. They could roll a one. D&D <laughs> is very swingy. You can make it. I'm going to try to be charming. This is going to go terribly. Okay, what specifically are you going to try to say to this person who has tackled you to the ground and is yelling... Both, I've got, like, I've got her, and fire. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I think I have to drop the phantasmal force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they don't, no longer think it's on fire. Just feel like, I'm sorry. I didn't even want to go back in here. Can we talk, talk about this rationally? Let me persuasion at disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first one was worse. That's still an 11. No. (laughs) And that is, in fact, exactly what the person says. As they've got their arms locked around you and their face, like, half buried in your... Like, they're really... This is someone who's like, I don't know what I'm going to do here, so I'm literally just going to hold this one person. Just goes like, no! (laughs) Um, Vantas, it's your turn. Question. So, Mastiffs have this ability that if you... um, them, they have to su- succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If he- Already prone. Okay, so that would not get him off of you therapy. You might be able to roll them so that you therapy's on top, but even that would be a question and you therapy would still be being grappled. Okay, if I took my attack to shove, would that possibly get you therapy free? Here's the image of what it is. It's they're both lying on the ground and this person's arms are like wrapped around you therapy and like knotted behind you know, like gripping behind okay. her. Well if so he's like, getting bitten by a dog, he might have to let go at least. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm gonna run up and oh, I don't really wanna do this, but I'm gonna <laughs> chop the guy. Okay. You owe me one. <laughs> um Yes, I do. <laughs> uh whew, uh that's so a nice. only an eight to hit. Or yeah, nine. but prone, so you have advantage, actually. Oh, I do. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's a little bit better. Nineteen. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, and that was seven damage. Okay, so I'm gonna roll a wisdom saving throw to see if this. I'm gonna roll a constitution saving throw to see if this person uh, managed to keep a hold. Yeah, this person seems to be like no, like freaks the fuck out and actually locks tighter around Euterpe. <laughs> Oh, great. I um, welcome death. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the order, you therapy. Okay, uh, don't, like, trying to think of anything. Oh, oh, wait, this might, let me. You could also yes. just try to break the grapple. <laughs> I am weak, and I have a spell that can make people run away from me if they fail a save. I forgot I had that. I cast this in whispers. You're going to die next session. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die this time. I can't break it. What's your spell save? 14. Nat 15. <laughs> <laughs> this related to the chicken. Oh, you chirpy. We barely knew you. You get to roll damage. I mean, I guess, sure. I need to We might knock this guy out. Who knows? He's got a pretty bad dog bite. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's seven points of damage. Still or have to four, I guess. Oh, or yeah, still up. Still up. Yeah. Uh, it's their turn. Gonna keep 
arms around you, Terapy, yelling for help. It looks like next next round you get more guards in this situ- up in this situation. Okay, um, <laughs> great. <laughs> is it my turn? Yes. Okay. How bad is he looking? Or is not he great. He's not, he's not fine. Not great. Not good. Uh, I'm gonna try to bite him to get him to let go one more time. Okay, still prone, so still advantage. Good advantage. Helpful advantage. Um, that's a 20 and on that for 5 damage. Let's see, you did 7 and then you did 4, so that's 11. So that kicks it up to 16. Yeah, you, he seems to, this time you, you bite the, his side and he just like, <laughs> something goes limp, like blacks out from the pain. Okay. Great. Can Let's we run? <laughs> Roll me a very quick strength check to get him off of you. <laughs> as you now Is have the full weight of a human on you. Is this straight strength? Yes. Do I get to have Jack of all trades? No. <laughs> I, I, four. Roll me a strength check, Vantis. <laughs> five. <laughs> Um, you two spend a dog. <laughs> you two spend a whole round getting this guy off of your therapy. He's very large. He's large and heavy. Um, and uh, by the time you guys both have to bolt again, uh, there are guards right on your tail. I am leaving you. If I am running. I am running. If I possibly can, this is terrible. Well, uh, you're still dog. Yes. So I'm gonna go with you're probably fine for running. Like I don't think roll me an athletics check with advantage. You therapy, roll me another athletics check. Yeah, that's a 15 for me. Oh yeah, you're gone. You're good. That's a that is a, athletics because I get jack of all trades is a 16. Okay, both of you managed to bolt, but they definitely saw you. Yeah. Well, I'm going back to the student and following up on uh, my promise because there's one thing I, I still have the ring. I think. Well, I get it from Aaron. Okay, so you guys. Uh, so here's what happens. Uh, Theo, you're waiting in the library with Lady Henry and Naji. Yeah. Um, and after not that long, um, Aaron comes literally bolting in with the book, like take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it. Um, what happened? Wait, Lady Henriette immediately takes the book and is not paying any attention to either yeah. of you ever again. Guards attacked, um, well, not guards attacked, we attacked guards. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we were caught, and then I had to run with the book, and then they found Euterpe, but Vantis is there, and Euterpe is good at handling herself, and I feel like I made the right call. <laughs> Bringing the book here just to make sure that you know, just that that was my part of the job that it was completed. Um, so I'm trusting them to handle this. And when they get back, I think. Great, I run outside. Um, you see, about a minute later, uh, the two of them sprinting towards you and looking a little. I'm not gonna go back to the house until I know that I've shaken the guards. Okay, so uh, you, Terapy, are you also? I'm not going to try to shake guards. That's not the way I think. Oh I'm running God. around. Oh <laughs> Next episode, the game breaks. You turn me out of jail. <laughs> um, so you guys uh, run. So y- you still in Mastiff form, Vantus? Yep. Oh, I'm not leaving Mastiff form. <laughs> okay, yeah. so... Theo, you see a Mastiff and Euterpe running towards you. The Mastiff appears to be angling to turn the corner. Euterpe is barreling straight towards you. 
and she looks a little bedraggled. <laughs> and there are guards chasing them. I hide? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. The gu- There's only two guards chasing you at the moment. You suspect others have stayed behind to give a report or call, uh, a call for city guards as opposed to personal guards. Euterpe, you do run straight in, um, and it looks like one guard splits off to try to follow you, but is probably st- is gonna be stopped at the gate and talked to, um, not allowed into the house necessarily. One guard does go to follow Vantis. Uh, Vantis, real quick, just roll me stealth to see if you can shake the guard. Uh, 13? Yeah, you managed to shake the guard, all right. It takes you a while. It's like 10 to 15 minutes of pretty solid running and hiding and dodging around and you have to dodge through people's legs and, you know, like, you suspect that you will be (coughs) mostly fine. There is, however, now a guard at the gate that followed you therapy that you have to deal with. So here's how this is going to go. And this is not how I planned for this session to end. There's, Theo, you run in with your therapy and you guys shut the door behind and you two go to hide. Um, I think, do you go back up to the library? I think we should leave the city to go on that mission that we have to go on tonight. And hopefully never come back to the city. (laughs) We need to give the student her thing back. I mean, we're going to have to deliver the, the seeds back. There's a there's a scene that will happen immediately. I, I'm asking about your immediate uh-huh. actions. Do you go back up to the library or do you try and hide go elsewhere in the to house? The library, go we need Aaron to never left yeah, the library. You're still in the yeah. library. That's no, why I'm, I'm not asking. Okay, okay, I wasn't sure. Okay, so you two run back up to the library, and Henrian has flipped through the book. Lady Naji, Lady Henrian Naji has flipped through the book, and she appears to have found a small section at the back that she is copying down as quickly as she can. Um, because there is now a pounding at the door and she does not appear to have very much time with this book and she seems very aware of that. Um, so she, there's, you know, like a while of silence before, uh, um, there's like five minutes where someone manages to stall at the door and she's not talking to you. She's not paying. It's almost like you don't exist. She is so incredibly focused on this book, but eventually a knock at the library does come and there is a servant there saying, uh, my lady, we really need you downstairs. Um, uh, she says, give me five more minutes. Get my father. He can stall them. And he does sort of amble slowly down. You watch him as she copies as he ambles slowly down the stairs. And he seems to, as he, go, as he goes, like, you notice that he, like, adjusts a shawl around his <laughs> shoulders and, like, makes sure he's wearing slippers and opens the door and goes, Yes? Oh, hello! Good to see you again. I haven't met you, are you sure? I remember your grandfather. I love one, one man. Um, And she finishes copying at least one section, and she says, um, I doubt I'll have much more time with this, and I want to make sure, just in case, that someone else knows what's in it. So... These are mine. I'm not letting you keep these notes. However, you may look over them while I am downstairs. Do not take them. Of course. Will you deal with the cars for us? We got... I will see what I can do. Thank you. I would love for there not to be wanted posters of us. 
if that's possible. I suspect it will only be some of you. I of any. also have a pessimistic <laughs> not. I will take the consequences of what has happened here. It was my decision. It was my Thank request. You. Thank you. However, it may That's mean hard. that I'm not able to help you as much in the future. Yeah. Well, thank you. But what I've just found is important, and I encourage you to look over those notes. I don't have time to talk to you now. Okay. Okay. I'm looking over the so I, yeah. I okay. take the notes. She appears to have written them in common. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> um, as she is rapidly copied over and translated, and this is not an easy job, by the way. She has done this incredibly quickly. There's some mistakes but she seems both incredibly fluent in Draconic and probably a number of other languages, but also incredibly intelligent. And Euterpe, do you read aloud what you I find? I do read out loud so that Theo can Thanks. understand. So what you find is a discussion at the, it appears to be from the very last section of this field journal. And the rest of the journal, it, it begins with a note that the rest of the journal has discussed the most common types of dragons that you will see, the rare kinds of dragons that you will see, and now this person, Carrion, will discuss a type of dragon that they have only seen once. And this is a dragon tainted and changed by the shadows of the Shadowfell. The Shadowfell is a dark reflection of the prime material plane. It is a kingdom of decay and loss. It is a kingdom of death. And it is presided over by a god of death and memory, the Raven Queen. And this tells the story of having seen once in the deepest shadows of the Underdark, where this plane and the Shadowfell bleed into one another. A dragon had made its lair there, or had been coaxed to make its land <coughs> by the Raven Queen. And living among her shadows, living among her shadow fell, it had changed. Its form had shifted. It lost its earthly element and became a being made entirely of shadows. And with that, it lost much more. Dragons, this book says, are supremely earthly beings. They cannot survive on other planes of existence. They warp and they change. But if you were to call one there, if you were to drag one elsewhere, you could create a weapon deadlier than any the world has known. And it is the Raven Queen who made the first elemental dragon. A shadow dragon. And that is what the book says. That is all she has translated for you. And we are going to end there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly I need to learn how to be a bard because I don't have that down yet. Oh my gosh, that was a disaster. That went so well.